Hello and welcome to the Green Business Podcast, a show about climate entrepreneurs and their exciting businesses. I am your host Bharti for these weekly conversations about scaling up a climate-driven business. My guest today is Roshan Miranda, founder of Bintix. Bintix is a data analytics platform that helps brands get insights on consumption pattern of their products through analysis of household waste. Roshan is a biotechnologist with a PhD in biology and genetics from Baylor College of Medicine in Texas. He returned to India in 2015 to start Waste Ventures, a waste management company. While at Waste Ventures, Roshan saw the challenges in selling the waste as majority of the waste was FMCG waste such as chips wrappers, chocolate wrappers, etc which do not fetch good value. He also saw that waste had a lot of information on what people were buying and consuming. Since he already had an understanding of data analytics from his PhD days, he decided to marry the two concepts and Bintix was born. Bintix is now present in seven cities. It sources waste from 20,000 households and works with a number of FMCG companies in helping them understand their consumers. Hello, Roshan. Thank you for making time today. Welcome. Oh, thank you, Bhanti. Pleasure to be here. Roshan, uh, let's start with learning more about your background. So you studied biotechnology in the US and you had a consulting job with DCG. Why did you want to come back to India to work in waste management? And that too in 2015, you know, when startup wasn't such an attractive career option. Well, I think, you know, I did my PhD in genetics and developmental biology um, in Baylor College of Medicine. Um, and uh, that was because I wanted to be in drug discovery. Um, mm-hmm. and that, that was my ultimate goal to be. But towards the final, uh, you know, towards the end of that uh, PhD, I realized that, you know, academia is not for me. And uh, I wasn't very much, um, I was not a good fit uh, for academia and uh, academia wasn't a good fit for me. Uh, right. so what we, what I wanted to do next was to explore something very different, which is why I moved into consulting. And it was uh, fantastic to work with PCG because it uh, provided me an amazing overview of what business world looks like. And uh, it's, it's complete insider's view of what business world, business world looks like, right? Because of the way, uh, because of the kind, kind of clientele PCG has and kind of the uh, managerial, uh, managerial personnel that BCG works with. So now that was fantastic. But while I was at BCG, of course, um, when I call it, I jokingly call it midlife crisis. I just trying to figure out, you know, what can I do, right? Uh, so that I can benefit the world a little better. Um, so that's when I it, 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 uh, hit on me. I had a co-founder, uh, Rob Whiting, uh, who was also a BCG, BCG and he was moving, he has moved to India and he was, uh, he was, uh, looking at waste ventures as as an opportunity and then that's when we both decided that hey why don't we do it together um i moved here and i uh, worked with uh, rob uh, but then i stayed back and uh, here we are you know the journey of waste ventures and then the journey uh, of that leading me to fintech um, and how uh, we are hoping to define uh, waste management sector and kind of revive it and revolutionize it you know? Okay, so you returned to India and started Waste Ventures, which basically collected waste from uh, bulk generators and channelized it to recyclers, right? It also collected waste from around six. I mean, today it collects waste from around six thousand waste pickers. 
Okay. Um, I still have been on the board of Waste Ventures, but uh, there is a strong team uh, led by Sahiti, uh, you know, Sailaja, who are managing that amazingly well. And I don't uh, take part in the execution roles there. I, I stay on the board. Okay. So, so in this journey of building Waste Ventures, uh, was there any particular incident that made you realize that there was a lot of information on consumer behavior and it could be a data science opportunity? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, we were trying to give a shopping list back to our consumers. Hmm. Um, you know, people who provide us waste back to, waste to us. And that's when we realized that, hey, um, that's, uh, you know, th that's nothing but a consumer consumption information. Right? Hmm. But what is very, very important to realize is that this is very, very, um, it's, it's very important that we, that we respect the privacy of the all right. So, which is which was a which which was a bigger thing that we had to think about when we were looking at this this idea. Um, and you know, we operates tell all all our customers uh, that you know we will not share any of their personally identifiable information with any third parties. Um, it's only our partners who use it for their for, for collection of the waste because you know they have to go to the household and collect it. But beyond that, um, anything and everything we do is at an aggregated level. Um, it's about how the market is functioning and so on. But yeah, so I, to answer your question, <laughs> um, what we realized is, you know, we could give a shopping list back uh, to our consumers to kind of help them out a little bit. And that's when it hit us that, hey, it's, it's nothing but a consumption data. And and let's see if that can help us. See, one of the key things that we're also struggling with, but what you have to uh, possibly keep in mind when we look at the evolution of how um, the thinking and then how based Vintix came about uh, is that you know the value of the waste in in India or anywhere else in the world uh, is is you know what the value it claims is very minimal, hmm. right? Some of the you know you can make some money, using uh, but otherwise the waste itself gets dumped and gets thrown away because it doesn't claim any value. Hmm. And to be very frank, much the high value waste that gets generated in India gets picked up by waste pickers. I mean, India does amazingly well compared to most developed countries in terms of the way it recycles or the amount of plastic it recycles, right? So all the high value, that's because the high value recyclables or anything that has a shape, like rigid plastics, all of the rigid plastics get picked up by waste pickers in India. Um, and then it gets recycled through, you know, informal and formal recyclers across India. That also provides livelihood for uh, for waste pickers. Yeah. And that is very key, right? It's because it, it derives, a, it, it because it claims a value, it gets picked up and then, you know, there is collection of that plastic happening for ages now in India. Right. Now we ask the same question um, about the waste that is getting dumped. And, you know, that is uh, the plastic that is getting into the environment, right? Maybe hmm. getting rivers and landing in oceans, or maybe getting burnt, maybe getting landfill. How can we get value to those kind of plastics, right? Hmm. So that we remove this collection bias. And although we are excited that part of the plastic is already getting collected, there's also a huge chunk of plastic that is not getting collected. Right? Hmm. And that is where we realize, okay, we need to kind of derive a value from this waste in a way that there is no collection bias hmm. right all of the plastic are valued equally well and that kind of uh, you know helped us get to that stage you know by valuing waste as data uh, for example we value chips packet as well as much as we value uh, you know pet bottle okay. but if you look at uh, if you look at pet bottle it claims around 40 rupees per kg from the recyclers right. whereas um, chips packets actually cost us 6 rupees or you know that was the context under which uh, we were struggling to find what else can we do with waste, right? I mean, because it's very critical to solve this problem. And we have to think radically and we have to think um, in a different dimension. And that's when the data dimension came in. Okay.
okay so that's wonderful so you you make a very interesting point there that uh, a plastic pet bottle fetches maybe 15 16 rupees a kg but a plastic wrapper uh, has no value for recyclers and you wanted to and that's why it doesn't get collected or recycled or whatever and because you are looking at it through a data lens Uh, you you have actually created value for it and and therefore it it would eventually lead to collection of plastic down the chain you know absolutely instead of ending up in the environment yeah yeah wonderful that that's wonderful and now can you talk a little bit about what is your business model how does bintix work so i understand there are households who you collect data from and then there are brands so uh, so what are the role what is the role of these different entities in your value chain the primary aim of bintix although one of the monetization ways we look at is uh, data hmm. the primary aim of bintix is to collect waste from individual household correct that's what we do uh, that's you know one of the ways in which we we make the business sustainable is by in a converting that into some kind of uh, you know market analytics um, but the primary focus is to collect the waste from individual households and provide a formal and professional service to households which is mm. extremely convenient and it incentivizes them to kind of segregate the waste right mm. um if you look at it you know we kind of have hit on different problems that have existed in the waste management value chain um using the bintix model in segregation of waste is is the most important thing if you want to kind of if you want to get yeah uh, best value right and that gets much better when you incentivize households for the segregation work they do i mean we pay very minimal amount i mean we pay 4 rupees per kg it may not be you know it not amount to a lot in a given month but it does amount to quite a bit of money for somebody mm-hmm. a housemate or for a kid who wants to get his uh, pocket money uh, because he's helping you know everybody in the house he's he's educating or he or she is educating everybody in the house how to kind of uh, segregate how to segregate the waste right so it it does add value and it does push for segregation and we have seen that it works that way that is one thing huh. now second is it has to be extremely convenient for people right i mean they have to just put all the dry waste into one bag and then leave it out yeah right? they don't want to segregate it further into different types of plastics and what not and we have to make sure that we collect all types of uh, dry waste hmm. although we still don't collect uh, clothes and and shoes uh, unfortunately <laughs> Don't have great recyclers, but we are we are working towards kind of making that happen, right? So that everything that a household produces dry waste goes into it. Only thing we don't collect is, you know, your organic waste, which is nothing but whatever the waste content and animals, or your hazardous waste, right? Which is all sharp objects, animal, you know, sanitary pads, uh, sanitary pads, and so on, right? So, but we collect everything else. So it it has to be very convenient to be. And that is what we have. Uh, that is what we make. We you know, put everything in one bag and leave it out. And it's a very professional service. Every mm-hmm. bag gets picked up every week, yeah. right? You don't have to call us. You don't have to ask us. Are you coming? It's just a scheduled pickup. Right. right? Uh, unless unless we tell you it it will get picked up that week. Uh, you know, my pickup in my house happens on Tuesdays. So you know, it does get picked up on Tuesdays unless we tell you. Right? It's extremely professional. Once the pickup happens, people can log into their dashboard and look at. what all they have recycled how much how many bags have given how much they have burned how the segregation quality has been we mm-hmm. do track that as well whenever uh, so it kind of there's a you know real time feedback it it you know it kind of uh, it addresses lot of these issues which yeah. are in the value chain and help us kind of build that a professional value chain mm-hmm. um helping us manage the waste it still be professional all right um, that is one of the core things that we are that we value at bitex and now once the waste gets collected 
from our household it comes to our warehouse it goes to segregation once the segregation happens um you know gets spice reduced and then goes to recyclers across india got it so you have built a lot of infrastructure to make it easier for people to segregate waste and give it to you yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Now, what do you offer? So, so you you collect this waste and you segregate it, and eventually it goes to recyclers. But what do you offer to uh, uh, to FMCG companies? Is it a SaaS product or is it a monthly analytics? Or, or can you let, talk a little bit about your product? Yes, so we do offer analytics uh, you know, products to them. Uh, it could even be you know they want to track how their brands are doing uh, in the market. they want to track uh, you know what is the competition look like market dynamics over time um, who are the new entrants who are coming in uh, who they should be aware of how are the marketing activities helping them is it is it actually helping them in what segment is it helping them what kind of customers are buying them hmm. um, which areas are they buying from and so on um, it could even be you know even they release a new product how is a new product doing is it is it getting picked up by people at all uh, how is it doing the market compared to other new products that are kind of released by uh, launched by other competitors so those are all some of the you know analytics provide them there are a lot of deeper analytics we do provide them uh, based on these but these are some of the examples of how the what are the kind of analytics we can derive from uh, Hmm. Okay, and uh, market research is an established industry, right? We have lots of players yeah. there. So when the when brands are hiring your subscription, are they are they increasing their research budget, um, or are they replacing uh, some other services with Bintix? A bit of both depends on what the company is uh, looking at. Hmm. Uh, okay. Bit of both. Uh, if they find our data to be extremely critical and something they never had, they may increase the budget uh, a little bit. Um, sometimes they would have to let go of another agency uh, which was providing the analytics, but maybe not at the depth and the granularity that Bitix is providing. Uh, so, a bit of bit of both happens. Hmm. Okay. And and currently, do these brands have uh, this kind of data, uh, as in the data which is uh, directly coming from consumers and which does not have to be verified by any other source? well they do have uh, so today the data collection from consumers happens through multiple other platforms hmm. uh, there are surveys that happen um, there are apps that do surveys as well um, there are you know point of sale data is also available um, which is you know when you buy your uh, when you buy products from any supermarket um, they definitely do sell data as well um, so there are there are a lot of ways in which they can get the data uh but you know what matters is you know how are we different and uh, can can we offer something beyond whatever the data for yeah, yeah. Uh, that matters and that's why uh, you know that's a complete competition with really. yeah and you are able to offer a lot more because this is directly coming from consumers uh, it does not need any intermediary any survey or who who can bias the information right yeah it's unbiased collection it's passive collection which is and it's actual consumption it's not claimed uh so it, that's those are some of the very very key elements of the of the product um and plus i think the scale at which we can do it is also yeah. i mean not at currently we are still not uh we, we're not the we don't have the most number of samples in any given uh, geography or in india but i think eventually there's a potential for us to be one of the biggest um, because of the scale we can get uh, right that's that's yeah. something 
yeah yeah and it looks like a very interesting product you know like uh, directly coming from consumers so how long did it take you to you know to make your first product and and how long did it take you to convince brands that you offered value it took us almost 3 uh, 3 and 1/2 years since brands yet uh, because you know we have very few clients but at the same time there's a lot of interest coming our way Hmm. but you know we been able to monetize that not yet i think they you know many of the brands need scale which we don't have yet um being in multiple cities and so on um so <clears throat> and having multiple clients um sorry multiple, multiple customers uh, so you know yes we 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 have interest coming in uh, it took us almost 3 3 and a half years to kind of build uh, the product or mvp you can say it uh, and see if brands brands are willing to buy this right and that's uh, that's where we are and we hope to kind of um be one of the bigger players uh, in the data side of it uh, but i think the even the bigger part uh, will be or bigger revenue model will be for us is the waste all right when we collect waste uh, individually from individual households um it actually helps us uh, with the traceability of the waste right yeah very well provide uh, to any recycler or other any other brand which wants to buy plastics hmm. uh, air uh, packaging you know, so that you know they want to incorporate some recycled ply you know, material into their packaging or into their products when they when they make products not fmcg kind of products but you know products uh, which are uh, which which are made up of plastic right mm. so whenever they want to incorporate recycled material into their products or into their product packaging they want to make sure that it's uh, plastic which is ethically sourced huh. right and there is no there is no way a child labor might have been involved there's no way uh, uh, somebody who is not paid minimum wage might be right and because we track waste all the way from producer all the way to the recycler uh, that is a traceable plastic and health uh, provides us a little bit of an additional revenue um, so you know these are all you know it's the data is one part of it which is exciting which is why we're discussing here hmm. uh, but waste still remains the bigger revenue uh, source for us yeah than the data yeah got it so there are multiple revenue streams and uh, and and producers or fmcg companies or plastic manufacturers who are looking for ethically sourced plastic would would be uh, potential could also be potential users of your uh, you know of your waste absolutely absolutely yeah. if they want ethically sourced traceable plastic yeah. i think we are possibly the only platform in india who can provide that from the waste producer level. yeah no, not just that i would say that segregated multi layer plastic waste is also very difficult to find no even if it is yeah. yeah that is also very hard to find yeah okay and uh, uh, you know uh, shifting gears now can you talk about you know how you know what your key challenges are and what are the next 6 months looking like for you so we want to scale up into three more cities in the next three months huh. uh, sorry next six um and that entails its own challenges because some of the cities where we want to scale up to I've never seen waste management before. Hmm. Uh, rather, not not that way. Sorry, I don't mean to say that. Way. But I have never seen any startups going and offering them waste management solutions, huh. right? And some of the cities actually don't segregate waste um, at all, right? And we might have to be pioneers in those cities in terms of the uh, getting a new way of leading uh, life, yeah. right? But it, it it's uh, and the, bring the behavioral change may not be that that easy. Um, so that is, but of course we do find. Hundreds and thousands of households who want to do right, okay. um, their next generation or to their kids. So they do 
they are willing to segregate and they are willing to work for that um but you know finding those customers and serving them not be so being bringing in the behavioral change needed um especially in a newer cities where we go into is, is not uh, easy challenge but we work with partners in every city right so we mm-hmm. are working with uh, entrepreneurs who are in any city who have done an amazing work uh, in each of these cities for example you know we work with some partners in mumbai waste ventures in hyderabad and chennai ashud uh, lab in uh, in bangalore sm innovations in kolkata and so on right and then, then i think prathi uh, innovations in lucknow so these people have done some groundwork already and i mean we've done a lot of groundwork already in this management mm-hmm. and they are well established players in these and they uh, already have connect with people who want to get these services and you know some of these guys have actually tried some of these folks have actually tried providing a service to individual households and because it's not economically viable yeah. they have kind of given up on that idea and when we go and provide them this offer that hey work with us and you know we will make sure your cost is met and then uh, we kind of uh, we make sure that we collect from a new uh, market which is individual households b2c in a way um then that becomes exciting for our partners hmm. right so they do kind of work with us to make sure that we are not facing such a huge task of working in any one city because they are our uh, you know backbone of and, and pillars of our success so they do work with us that's that's one of the things that makes it easier for us to go but at the same time i think you know uh, like the whole of waste management sector struggles bringing in a behavioral change is not that easy and that uh, kind of needs a little bit of a you know concerted effort with effort uh, so are we plan to be, um, next six months want to be in three more cities and scale up uh, our operations even uh, in you know in the metros that we already work mm-hmm. uh, so that's why we want to be in next month so uh, you mentioned that you know one of the one of the big challenges is getting people to segregate and that's why you have the partners so i understand that what about the data part of it are there any so you are also uh, you know utilizing this waste to give data so converting that waste to data are, are there any challenges in that uh, well you know technology is come to the rescue whenever mm-hmm. you want to do that mm-hmm. we leverage technology immensely Uh, my co-founder Mudit is a you know PhD in computer science. Ha. He's built an amazing team. Uh, while my other co-founder Jay, um, he's taking he takes care of all the operation um, that I just spoke about, right? Where we work with multiple cities and so on. Uh, so having multiple people does definitely help. But uh, coming back to your question, um, you know, data is is uh, you know there's something that we have already. You know, that's that's the business we've built. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's what we have done in the last 3 4 years right? yeah. that's uh, that's where the our strength lies uh, so it's it's although there are challenges but i don't see it as insurmountable yeah. challenges yeah yeah all uh, right and uh, we have an amazing data team uh, led by parul uh, and you know the new joinees there were amazingly well uh, so it's, it's an amazing team uh, and that's where our strength is mm-hmm. and we leveraged it beautifully well yeah so i don't see a huge challenge except in kind of uh, getting no it's the letting you know kind of um, i would say the biggest challenge i would see would be in the uh, in the scale we attain and uh, for the scale we attain for example you know we are we are not at uh, you know like few lakh households uh, data right a uh, few thousand is what we have hmm. and as and when we scale we need to get uh, we need to get embraced by clients on the other side um who may not see it as a smaller scale and then kind of you know getting those clients who are coming to us despite the smaller scale we provide them is, is what is going to be more challenging okay 
Okay. So got it. Uh, and um, and I think one important thing that you are doing in this process, you are making traditional waste management companies uh, profitable, right? So far, they have yeah. had challenges of finding buyers for one of their key waste stream, and and you have you are solving for that problem. So I think that's the if you could continue doing that, your waste collection will keep growing, and brands will uh, brands will eventually come, right? Yeah. Precisely why we don't see any waste management company as a competitor. Um, you know, we we actually see them as uh, more of a collaborator, um, and then we want to we see them as more of a partner. That's why we have worked. I mean, we work with partners in any city, yeah. right? And that's and when we scale, we might need more partners in any given city as well. Yeah. And we might have to work with multiple partners. So that's uh, that's just a dream, right? I mean, to make sure that we work with every entrepreneur. Who's passionately working uh, for the sector and making sure we live a better environment uh, for the next generation? You know, work with them uh, to kind of collaboratively make the dream happen. It's just going to be brilliant. Yeah, and in this process, you will create hundreds of waste entrepreneurs, Roshan. That's that's very inspiring. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I mean, hopefully, at scale, we will be able to do that. And uh, you know the way I think about it is, you know, waste is a, you know, is is kind of considered a social sector, right? I mean, there's a reason why because you don't get profits. Only people who are passionate about it get into it, and so on, right? So people don't want to work in the waste sector unless they have a you know, different, uh, you know, maybe a different mindset which is uh, outside the economic benefits. But we want to change the narrative, right? We we want to now the next three cities we are moving in, looking for. Uh, we are actually looking for partners who want to do this because it makes a business sense, hmm. not because it's a sector. Right? That is when you are in the actual change. Yeah. Right? Because people want to do this and bring in a change, not because they want to bring in a change, but rather because it, it you know, it benefits. Yeah. That's just just it's a win and win win, right? So that's yeah. the kind you want to bring in, and hopefully we'll you know it should not be that difficult to find partners because it's going to be economically. So next three uh, cities scale up is going to be through partners who see this as a pure business opportunity. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's a wonderful point to end our discussion on, Roshan. Uh, thank you so much for your time and best wishes for your journey ahead. Thank you, Varun. Pleasure uh, being here and uh, appreciate you uh, getting me onto this. Uh, and you know, uh, all the best to you too. And yeah. uh, look forward to all the big things we all can do together. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you for listening to the Green Business Podcast. This show is brought to you by Fine Train, an advisory firm that supports green businesses in fundraising. You can read more on us on finetrain.com. Thanks again and see you next time.